0: You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen.
1: Again, to start off the show... We got to talk about my.smrnation.com and all yes. of the interaction activity that's going on. Yeah. The last week and a half, two weeks.
0: Yeah, lots of good <laughs> Since we kicked this thing off, there's going. been
1: some great conversations and some people jumping in there uh, from some of the episodes that we've done of what stood out to them, what they wanted to, you know, kind of question they might have mm-hmm. to help steer it. And then even some other people jumping in and help and take it at what about this way? And kind of talk you through some different things. It's been really fun to kind of watch it all unfold. Yeah,
0: i I've, I've loved to see it. I love the layout. I, for me and the way my mind works, it's easier to maneuver.
1: If you haven't found the the community that, that's taking place at my.smrnation.com, uh, just type that into your browser. Uh, request to join us. We'll let you in as soon as we see uh, your request. And then jump in the conversations because it's a lot of fun. To just take things a little further and a little deeper. Um, we also ask you as the SMR Nation to spend some time with us by calling us with your questions mm-hmm. and your thoughts. And that's 214-702-9565 or feedback at radio.com. We've got three emails we're covering today.
0: Right. And we'd yeah. love to hear what you're struggling with, mm-hmm. what you want more info on, tips, because ideas.
1: here at SMR, we go where the SMR Nation wants to go. That's right. And we want to try to help speak into whatever it is that is is struggling for you, or questions that you might have, or curiosities. We'll go there.
0: We mm-hmm. want to we
1: want to talk about it, and we also want to extend a personal invitation for the SMR getaway coming up in June. Yeah, there are only six spots left.
0: Is that right? Okay.
1: So well, I I, I was telling you, you know, we mentioned it last yeah, week. filling up. Uh, we will sell out. We will fill up because we're keeping the numbers lower mm-hmm. than normal for the sake of COVID. Mm-hmm. And we, by June, things should be dramatically different in continuing this upswing. Mm-hmm. But um, if you're planning to come or, or you're thinking about it and you've not yet registered, get to smrnation.com forward slash getaway and save your spot because we want to see you there in June. Coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio... Like I mentioned just a few minutes ago in our open, um, several of your emails and our answers because there there are several different conversations that we're going to kind of take that'll just be some fun dialogue. Okay. Um, And then even one question that has not ever been asked before.
0: Ever, okay.
1: At SMR. So that'll be exciting to dive into...
0: (laughs) Something new under the sun. Something
1: a little different in the world of sex and sexuality. And then on the extended version of Sexy Marriage Radio, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com forward slash SMRAcademy. We're going to continue a conversation that we started two weeks ago based on the quote of, I am not who you think I am. I am not who I think I am. I am who you th- who I think you think I am. Right. But we're going to dive into the world of other validation and self-validation and how that quote plays out there and how part of our own growth and desire for maturity, wisdom, and differentiation is all wrapped up in that concept. Mm, Yeah. So all that's coming up on today's show. So an email from the inbox. I've been listening to an old podcast for several months now, and I'm a higher desire husband and struggling a lot lately. I've tried to not take it personal. I try not to get my expectations up. I don't know how to turn it into something else because I've been rejected so many times that all I feel anymore is rejection. We can have a great night together, spending time holding hands, back rubs, and such, feeling good. And when I make a bid to take it to the next level to see where it goes from there, no, I'm not interested with a flat emotion like she's answering a waiter or selling a dessert. If I try to ask what you're feeling or figure out where she's at, I get the, I'm just not feeling it right now. And if I pry any further, it turns into a fight. I haven't been able to ignore or change the, the way I feel. I bottle it up and I pretend everything's okay, but that bottle's been full for weeks and it's spilling all over the place. So how do I not take it so personally? Love you guys and you guys rock.
0: Hmm.
1: This is the plight of a higher desire. Yeah. And depending on the differences between levels of those desires, lots of times I hear this when I have clients come through or listeners that have emailed then you're talking about a pretty big gap between the higher and lower, mm-hmm. right? And so this is one of those things that how do you address the elephant in the room with the hope that it'll change?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, he asks how to not take it personal. I guess I, I, I'm wondering, is there anything wrong with taking that personal? Is there anything wrong with that?
1: Well, because it hurts. Can,
0: it does, and this is a very personal relationship.
1: And it's for, and it's one of the most personal aspects of this personal relationship.
0: And when it is a rejection over and over, mm-hmm. um, it, this is not a business transaction. You know that you come <laughs> and say that's not it's not personal. Right, it's business, right. This is personal. So I think that's okay.
1: It is, but he's also building off of things we've said in the past of one of the things that we need to work on is not taking things so personal, so that then we can be personal. That's a phrase I have said several times through the history of SMR.
0: Okay, so I'm just not listening to your advice then. So noted (laughs) listeners, quite often I don't listen to Corey's advice. We'll just throw that out there.
1: I am not sure what to do with that. I don't either. (laughs) But... That's the, the idea, because what you're picking up here, though, Pam, is the aspect of how do you not take it personal? Because that's one of those things that's easy to say, incredibly difficult to do.
0: Yeah. I, because it, it
1: hurts. Yeah. It's frustrating. It's not lining up with what what once was or what your expectation is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so all of those are shots.
0: Yeah. You roll. I've got things going in my head, but you roll because okay, so I think I'm taking a off track. No, I don't. Comments.
1: I don't think you are. But it, the questions I've got um, is if you if you look at the dynamic going on between them, because we've only got this one side mm-hmm. and the way he's mapping her of she will even reject this as if she's at a wait at a restaurant being offered dessert, right? And so she his... can be a little more flippant and calm or just, nope, not feeling it. Yeah, you know, It's just it's matter of fact.
0: Totally his perception. That, right.
1: Which I, yeah. that right there is being communicated mm-hmm. more than a rejection that would be, yeah, babe, I've just, I know this disappointing, you know, where there's kind of an acknowledgement. Yes. So, so my big question right off the bat is what's being communicated back and forth here? Mm-hmm. What is he communicating in the manner in which he goes about it, in the manner in which he tries to escalate it, and in the manner in which he suggests it or initiates it, how is he communicating? Because sometimes one of the things that higher desires need to learn how to do is to be cleaner and a little less apologetic. And I don't mean it in the sense of, oh, I'm sorry, I'm doing this. But I think sometimes there can be a timidity because I know what could be coming. Mm -hmm. And that's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right? I'm coming at it tentative to prepare myself, which is going to increase the likelihood I'm going to get hit with the rejection versus coming at it a little more unapologetic. I want this. I'm moving towards this because the way I think of this as the higher desire, pain is pain. Mm -hmm. Rejection is rejection. Mm -hmm. So how do you see your own self-respect growing in their manner in which you communicate this? Because he makes the comment of, I'm bottling it up and pretending that it's okay when it's not. Right. Because that's what he's saying. Because now it's oozing all over the place. Right. So this is about both of you recognizing the elephant in the room better and leaning towards it and calling it out better on just saying, yes, this is disappointing.
0: Yeah, the the repercussions of him bottling it up certainly can be just as big or or bigger than her saying no
1: well sure but if you put up the big if you try to put up the face of oh it's okay and and when it's really not and you're doing this repeatedly if she's not reading a situation really well Mm -hmm. she's going to take it at face value of oh okay it's okay so the pressure's not going to reach critical mass gotcha to where you really have to start looking at what's the dynamic going on between us here? Mm-hmm. What do I want? What do you want? What is the gulf that's going on? Because a lot of times couples dance around this chasm because they don't want to acknowledge that the chasm is actually as big as it is. Mm. But the only way we really change some of these dynamics is we face it. And we say, and I don't mean lose it in the sense of if she rejects you like she is just you know turning down dessert, crumble, and get all pouty, or angry, but I also, I, I don't do that, but I do think you do, okay, that hurts, I don't get it, things were going great, and now all of a sudden it stopped, and knowing full well I'm going to likely piss her off, or make her upset, and it's going to end up in a fight, well, it's already a fight, make yeah. it cleaner.
0: It's, yeah, it sounds like it's one that he's just putting a cap on, and It's a ticking time bomb for him to keep cramming it into his jar and he's avoiding
1: the the real fight. He's avoiding the real conflict of this is the tension and the dynamic between us. How do we bring it out in the open and and both talk about this is how this has unfolded. What do we both want?
0: From what he referenced it sounded like the the his questions about it, conversations are at, at that evening, you know, the evening's gone so well and then she rejects him and right. then he doesn't want to bring it up because she'll get mad. Um, just curious, is this brought up at other times when it's not in the heat of it?
1: It's where you come back you with, know. here's a little lay of the land on how I see it.
0: Uh-huh. Or the next morning mm-hmm. or the next evening. Uh, you know, here's what happened last night. Here's how I'm seeing it. Here's how I'm feeling it. Here's what I want for my relationship mm-hmm. when it's not in the middle of it.
1: Yeah, and I, this is something that you and I have done just recently. I I mm-hmm. led this charge on just um, it things were just okay between us. We're just mm-hmm. getting ready for an evening out mm-hmm. together. And I'm like, my read has been, there's been a disconnect between us lately. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing the same thing?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's just kind of an opening foray into, do you see what I see? Let's talk about it. Right. Because if I'm seeing it wrong, then that's good data for me to recognize.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If, if you join me in that, which is what you did, that's good data for us to recognize. Okay, so what could be going on? What's my right. role? What's your role? Let's navigate this. And then we see what we do after that. Mm-hmm. I think that's the same kind of concept here. Yeah. Bringing it up after the fact is a fantastic step forward. Yeah. If you've listened to Sexy Marriage Radio for any length of time, you've heard us talk about how marriages have struggles. Life has struggles. But you're not alone. If something's interfering with your well being or preventing you from achieving your goals, help is available. I've had the help of a great therapist at several different points in my life, and I would not be experiencing the life, marriage, or family I have today without them. This is where our sponsor, BetterHelp, comes into play for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And in many cases, you can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's not a crisis line, it's not self help, it's professional counseling done securely online. And with a broad range of expertise available, this is available to clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You get timely, thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you never have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's often more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier and healthier life today. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash SMR. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. This is actually one therapist recommending other therapists because finding the right professional to work with makes all the difference. Special offer for our listeners in the SMR nation is you get 10% off your first month. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash SMR today. So here's an email that came in um, that found us through the Q&A that I've been doing on Instagram with Christians Who Curse sometimes. Yeah. So this guy's been listening as often as he can, and he loves what we're doing. So he has a question that he doesn't think fits the mode of what's going on over in Instagram. So he's emailing, hoping that we'd give him some feedback. Okay. I love going down on my wife. It's one of the best parts of sex, and I want to try something that I think would be super hot and fun, but I'm a little anxious about it, hoping you can allay my fear of this. I thought it would be fun to go down on her after we both climax during vaginal intercourse. I already enjoy going down on her after she climaxes or when, and when she finishes before me, but I'm curious about doing it after I come inside her. My only fear is tasting my own semen. It seems like it would be weird and gross. Side note, my wife does give me oral sex, but never to completion. She tried it once, but she didn't like the taste, and she has a sensitive gag reflex. So it wasn't the most fun experience for her. So that's not the problem, though. I'm totally satisfied with what my wife does for me. Can you provide any feedback on other men who've tried this? Is it not that big a deal? Am I making a mountain out of a molehill? Do I just need to get over myself and go for it, or is it just too weird? My wife is good with the idea. So any feedback would be appreciated. And once again, thank you guys for what you're doing.
0: So yes, making a mountain out of a molehill. Just go try it. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Just
0: go try it. If it weirds you out and it's nasty, then don't do it again.
1: So this is one of those that whenever we're going to try something new in a relationship, bringing up the idea, especially in sex, is a unilateral move. Right. Right. One person has to... Totally just kind of open Pandora's box with the Uh statement, the suggestion, or the act Mm -hmm. in in the middle of it.
0: And he's already brought it up. He's brought it up with her and she's okay with They've already
1: done the banter back and forth, but it sounds like it just gets into this whole, okay, I'm just not sure about what comes out of me. So stick your finger in and taste it and see. I mean, that's kind of like a taste test in some regards. We do this in all kinds of areas' because there's different things that happen in marriage or in sex that various levels of squeamishness are gonna come along with it from depending on people,
0: which is why so many people don't talk about it right? This is <laughs> exactly. why exactly well, okay, I'll bring it up here um, so you know, good on you for bringing this up uh for it, some people be scared to death to even bring it up with their spouse,
1: totally, and you've already gone there, totally. Um, but this is also not, that all, not all that uncommon mm-mm. in the sense of having the question or the reticence mm-hmm. to do some of these different things. Because there's a lot of different times where people have emailed over the years, and I don't know if we've talked specifically about it, but husband goes down on wife or wife goes down on husband. And then, are you, are you comfortable if you kiss after that? Because you're going to taste yourself Mm-hmm. possibly, mm-hmm. and there is an element of, oh, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that, and Schnarch has an interesting take on this, this was way, way back when I was just getting into the trainings with mm-hmm. him, he made a comment that I was like, oh, I gotta think this through,
0: what so, was it?
1: and it was the idea that he was, he was referencing a woman who after her husband would go down on her um, kissing was a no-go, because she did not want that taste, mm-hmm. and he put that as in the level of Self rejection. Mm. I don't like me. Interesting. And there can be components if you start to unpack, it's not that simple, right? It's not just sure. a clear, I hate myself no, or something. Yeah, yeah. It's just a, I haven't grown into understanding and appreciating all of me. Interesting. And I think there's an element of that that's, there could be some truth to that because it could just be, just like what he's asking. This is how you grow to where you start to appreciate all of you. I'm willing to at least check it out and see, Mm -hmm. not just take ignorance as fact. Right. Or or no experience as fact. I'm Mm going to, no, I'm going to test it out. Right. And lo and behold, it could be great. Lo and behold, yeah, no. Lo and behold, I could grow to love it. Right. Because a lot of the different things we do in sex, we've grown to love because the first time you kissed some you French kissed somebody, you were probably like, I don't know how I feel about this. Right. First time you went down on somebody, you might have been scared as could be heading that way. Right. <laughs> and maybe you've grown to the point where like I can't wait till I get the opportunity to do that again. Right. Because <laughs> right? Right. we all grow and evolve. Mm. And so yeah. Mountain, molehill, yeah.
0: Yeah. Don't let fear lead your way.
1: Check it out get the data and then decide. So switching gears just a little bit with this, with this email. So this is from a wife wondering if she, we can help process how to handle an increased frustration she has with how much time his, her husband's on his phone and plays video games. So most nights he will start playing games between nine and 10 and he plays until after midnight or later, and he'll totally check out. She's even tried the towel challenge where you drop a, cha- a towel and are naked in front of him to get his reaction and hopefully some action, to which he smiled, laughed, and kept playing. Once he sits down, he's checked out for hours. He's, usually the, he's using the only TV, which is in our living room. He swears and talks loudly for the whole house to hear. We have two young children under the age of five. He comes to bed very late and is tired in the morning, sleeping till everyone's awake and going for the day. I've usually been up for, with the kids for over an hour. Another issue is I feel like he's on his phone a good portion of the time when we're together as a family. It's the first thing thing he looks at in the morning, spending 30 minutes to an hour in bed on his phone in the morning and at night. He watches videos, TV shows, plays games, while multitasking household tasks. He's on it during meals, and he's watching things while he drives. So we got problems the way it's being described. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how to be more solid in myself. I've told him how much I dislike these habits. I will totally admit that I've whined and nagged about it, but I want to be more solid. I've absolutely confronted him straight on, which seems to help for a few weeks, but then it goes right back to the gaming. I've started putting my phone away when we're together. I put my phone somewhere else during mealtimes and I'm not on it when we're in bed, and I miss spending evenings together. I hate hearing him yelling and screaming while he's playing, and I just like not having access to the TV in the living room. Honestly, had I realized how much of a gamer he was and the impact it's had on me, I don't think I would have said I do. And then she goes on to talk about she comes from a household where they had strict amount of times that they were allowed, right, which right. is not surprising. Right. That... Um,
0: you got the gap here.
1: <laughs> There's just a different upbringing. Mm-hmm. Parents were careful on what they saw and what they were exposed to. Um, the oldest, Their oldest kid has noticed how much time dad's on his phone. Um, he's So... How do I confront him from a more solid space? Do I ignore this behavior? If so, how can I channel the anger and hurt and disgust that I feel into something less destructive to myself? If we've already done an episode on this, direct me to it. If not, let me know. Thanks. A lonely, frustrated wife of an avid gamer. So mm. this is a struggle. Yeah. And they're on to the, the first thing that jumps out to me is the difference in the family of origins. Mm-hmm because she references what was her experience. Right. And I'm going to be willing to bet that was not his. Or if it, even if it was, he's now in the world of an adult and he can make his own choices, and so he's he's free to do as he chooses. Right. Okay. So some of this to me first and foremost just like we talked about uh, kind of through the thread of all the uh, the shows so all the segments today. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. What are the meanings that we're really talking about, Mm -hmm. right? Because is this really the gaming or what's the meaning of it, right? Is it time? Is it attention? Is it... Because there's a lot that she's talked about in this email.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. Okay. (laughs) Keep going. Okay. I'm trying to bite my tongue a little bit.
1: Okay. Um. So first off... One of the first things to think about is don't have this conversation while he's gaming. Certainly. Right. Right. But then the other, and this goes into the idea of meaning, what does it mean to him? What's his point? What's he What's he get out of this?
0: I mean, that's a good point, because all I'm thinking about is what is her meaning behind it, mm-hmm. because I'm listening to him, and I'm going, what the heck? Yeah. Right? Because that's, that's absurd.
1: Yeah, it's... Yeah, and and then there's definite fallout and impact from his choices. And so for the wife, she needs to be willing to address the impact of his choices, not get into the realm of make his choices for him.
0: And that's exactly right. Um, But you're right. Just looking at what does all of that mean to him is key. What is it you're getting out of it? What is the fulfillment here? What
1: Right. Yeah, at least to maybe understand a little bit of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So then maybe you can navigate. Okay, here's my meaning, mm-hmm. and and maybe this is the a thing that can be taken, you know, tackled while out together. Right, take find a sitter for the kids or something, and and take some time to just go off for a walk or something where it's just the two of you, mm-hmm. and you get a chance to. On on neutral ground, talk through some of this mm-hmm. and be able to explain. Here's the meaning of it because it's she can easily put together. Well, this is not what I was comfortable. With. This is not what I was raised with, and that's where this is all coming from and fueling the right. emotion attached to it. But how do you examine a little bit more of? No, what really matters from the way I'm hearing her write this is the impact is I don't have a partner. No. I don't have a co-parent. I don't have a lover.
0: No, no. I got some dude living in my house, eating my food and teaching my kids bad words. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what I've got right now. Right,
1: And so this is when you can come at it from a different standpoint of this is what the impact is to me. That's what you're addressing. You're in a much more solid place to then make moves accordingly. Mm -hmm. So she's tried the towel challenge. Good on her. Of just seeing if you can get his attention, see if you can draw him in, see if you can engage him. But maybe you also need to try the, you know what, honey? If you want to stay, I'm heading to bed. I would love it if you want to join me. Once the light's out, room's off limits to you. Yeah. You can sleep on the couch tonight, buddy. You know, or just something to where, and I don't know the whole house dynamic, but it's just... How do you address impact of? I don't have a partner in this.
0: Well, and okay, so you're going to be up screaming and cussing, and my kids are hearing this. Um, if you're going to be playing those, you got to go someone else's house. You got to find a different place okay. to, to do that because who wants to hear that?
1: True. And yeah. I
0: don't want. I don't want the kids hearing that.
1: Right, because those are all impact moves, and that's and that's the whole point of. It's so easy for us to address some of these things that are real contentious and get out of our lane and start crowding theirs to make them make the choices that you want them to make.
0: Well, okay, so the the reference that I just made, am I trying to make their choice for them by saying that?
1: No, because you're looking out for your children and you're looking out for something that was agreed upon. I'm assuming that having the children was an agreed upon thing that we're in this together. Okay. And so there is this element of, look, we had an understanding of the values that we're going to instill upon our children. You're not living up to that that understanding at this point.
0: Well, they may not have had an understanding on that. It may have just been, yeah, we're going to have kids. <laughs> we don't know what the values are going to be around it. Fair. I don't know what that is. Right? So now
1: you get a chance to have that conversation then.
0: <laughs> what values are we going to try and instill?
1: Exactly. So because this is more than just... Um, It's not just one thing. There's a lot of things attached to this yeah. because there's a fallout in a lot of ways. And I've come across some couples that have navigated this by being creative on, you know, we have some friends that his game time, he gets, he's always, he's an early, early riser Mm -hmm. and he loves playing games, but he plays from like six in the morning to seven in the morning. By the time wife is getting up at seven in the morning, he's done (laughs) and he's, and he's on with his day. Has mm-hmm. breakfast with her, but he's figured out a way to get that as part of his life because of the meaning of it for him. Okay. And that's what's interesting, is because I actually came across there was a study done in 2012 called Me, My Spouse, and My Avatar. <laughs> okay. So it's the relationship between marital satisfaction and playing massively multiplayer online role playing games. So that's what they actually in did a study on and found. That it's not a significant predictor of marital satisfaction, but it is a significant predictor in marital dissatisfaction on how the perceived gaming is and how it influences based on perception of the two people.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Because one person doesn't see it the same as the other. Right. They don't understand the escape, they don't understand the thrill, they don't, you know, it's it's just totally foreign to them. And so they actually found it can be beneficial if you find some of these kinds of games you can play together, and you have a joint experience then, and you kind of enter into their world. We've done this as parents. Yeah. Right? Just jump in these games and learn how to play. Mama playing Fortnite was a fascinatingly fun time for our children. Yeah. It was fun (laughs) for me, too. But it's just understanding this is all about the meanings. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then... It's about addressing the impact of the actions because that's your tangible data point.
0: Well, it's interesting you talk about that because even the you know the guy that plays in the morning for an hour or whatever and, and some of these data points, I can understand someone's meaning all day long, but if they're on there for four to five hours at a time right. and the rest of their... Perceived time with us is typically on some kind of device. Right. It's just speaking volumes. and
1: Because everything we do communicates. Yep. Right.
0: Right. So even getting in there and playing that and creating this shared experience, there's got to be a some sort of limit to how disconnected you can be and, okay. and still have a relationship that's going to thrive.
1: Okay. Well, and even get to the point where you just have a relationship.
0: Right, because yeah. sometimes
1: you have to reach the actionable points of, you know what? You have a relationship more with the virtual world than you do with me. And I'm close to the point of you're going to have to choose one or the other. Right. And sometimes you got to be willing to make those moves and follow through because you can't just flippantly throw the threats out. Yeah, That's yeah, why yeah. I love the tangible, okay, this is what's happened. This mm-hmm. is This is the impact of it. This is my response. Yeah. And the, so the more I can deal with what is the impact of your choices, the more I can address those cleaner and then make, make the shifts and see how that changes the tides or not. Once again, we made it through three.
0: Three emails? <laughs> yeah.
1: There's been times when I look back at the history of what we've been doing with questions Yeah. that... Uh, we can go deeper or longer at times, and it's yeah. like, okay. Anytime I sit in ahead of time, going, I think we can get these three. There's always a little bit of angst of, can we?
0: You don't want to shortchange anything,
1: really don't. Yeah. But some of them, I think, the tighter we can make it on, in the sense of, here's the way we see it. Here's a better way to maybe view it, and just address your side of it, because that's the whole thing. Right. Is how often do we come at some of these different issues where we've made a mountain out of a molehill because I'm covering both sides. Of this dilemma <laughs> right. rather than, I just got to face mine. Yeah. And then give the courage to see if my spouse will face theirs, like we talked about in the extended today. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's when things can get really good. Mm-hmm. Although sometimes the moves into that are scary or a little squeamish. They can't be. <laughs> this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. We want to continue the conversation in the uh, nation at my.smrnation.com. So if you're not a part of us there, head on over, please. Join the conversation. You can even go deeper into the academy where we go even further. If we left something undone, we want you to let us know. Wherever you are, whatever you've been doing, thanks for taking a little bit of time of your week to spend it with us. See you next time.